Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Pastor George is back with dynamite word to give us. Gloria, we're talking about bulldog faith. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like it. Bulldog faith is a faith that is aggressive. It's persistent. It's determined. It lays hold of what belongs to it and does not let go. It's like that bulldog. When talking about a bulldog, how You know why that is on bulldogs? Tell me. Because they're ugly. They're ugly. They're ugly. They're all messed up. Their nose is all ugly. They got to have something outstanding. And it's because they won't let go. They won't let go. And that's that's why they were designed that way. They have a protruding jaw, indented nose because snout, because they bite down on something and they keep breathing until it's theirs. Know that. You can't you can't pull it from them, you can't take it from them. And that's the kind of attitude we should have. We should have a bulldog faith attitude about the the word of God. The devil's going to try to stop it. He'll try to kill, steal, and destroy, mm-hmm. and we stand against that. The fact that there's so much going on, there's such... I have to tell you, this is my 40th year with the ministry, and I have never seen it like this before. I've never seen such momentum, Praise such... God. We are believing for so much at the same time. Not just one I'm project. Short. It's short and we need to get things done. And that word that, that the Lord told to Brother Copeland, he told that word to him in 1976. Get this uncompromised word of faith on every available voice. And we had, he, he told me himself, he said he had let that word go and the Lord corrected him, got back on it. And that's when Dish TV opened up. So we are going on every Amen. available voice. As a matter of fact, Gloria, and this is something that Kenneth was interested in because the church... The church uh, services are now being broadcast on shortwave radio. Well, isn't that and that goes around the world. And there are, you'd think that shortwave radio was kind of going out uh-huh. of, of style, but it's not. That's primarily how many nations listen to their, the input, and that is through shortwave radio. Oh, millions, millions of shortwave radio. Wow. So that's just another voice. So point being is, I believe that we're seeing Brother Copeland entering into a new phase of his life, this new, this, this, this Caleb-like phase. Give Praise me that God. mountain. I'll I want that it. mountain yeah. and I'll take it right Amen. now. That's and that's good. encouraging. That's good. You know, Caleb like said, it. he said, I am more, he basically said, I'm more on fire now. I am, I am as strong now Today. as I was at 40 years old. And he was 85 when he was saying that. Praise God. So that's an inspiration that is. to everybody. Caleb faith. That's Caleb kind of faith. Mm-hmm. I like that Caleb kind Amen. of faith. Amen. Well, today, <laughs> and we'll see just how much we do stick with the notes, Glory. This has been so much fun. But <laughs> I will remind you that, you know, whatever we don't cover on our notes on this broadcast, you can go, you can download these notes, you can get everything that we're talking about here. And you should and study them. Yeah, study them out and just get them down on the inside of you. We're talking today about persistent faith. And I want to use this example in Luke chapter 18. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 18. And uh, let's do this, Gloria. You have it written down on your uh, page there. Let's just read it from the page because I have little comments that I make as we go through. But this is an example of persistent faith. And I'm going to do something a little backward here. If, If you would, Gloria, look at your second page. I want to give them the definition of persistence. Okay. Persistence. Bulldog faith. Faith is a force. 
And it is a determined force. It is a, an aggressive force. It's a persistent force. And the word persistence is defined as a firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of dip, difficulty or opposition. So that's what, that's what faith is. It's persistent. It is firm. And it has an obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of the difficulty. In other words, that, that obstinate word, when, when you're obstinate about something, you're, you're not going to give up until you get what you want. That's, that's, an obs, that's the de- definition of obstinate. Interesting that that means hard-headed. It means hard-headed. I'm not changing. No. I'm not staying this way. I'm not changing. Obstinate. Well, that's the thing we love about you, Gloria. You are, you are <laughs> determined. You are persistent. I am. You are You're aggressive. I remember the time you came to preach at, to the staff a few years ago. And, you know, I was just having one of those really long, long days. And you came in to preach and she preached a message of faith. I sat there and I could literally feel the words going down on the inside of me. And when I was through, when we were through that chapel that day, I had, the Lord had corrected me and said, oh, you've gotten off your faith. You need to get back on your faith again. So faith is, is persistent. Faith will not give up. Faith will not throw in the towel. Faith will not lay down and let the devil walk over it. It is persistent. And I like this in, in this second definition here. Persistence applies a nonstop, constant, continual, steady, relentless pressure on the situation. It's nonstop. You don't give up. That's right. In faith, you just don't give up. Bulldogs are ugly, but they're persistent. They're, <laughs> they're, not, they're not pretty, but they're persistent. That's right. And they keep pressing on. And that's what we have to do. Persistence does not let go or give up until all resistance is broken and the desired result is attained. And the battle won. And the battle won. Yeah, I like that. So there's a persistence about what we're doing. You know, Gloria, this is very interesting, but we've been, we have been persisting and and (laughs) being uh, obstinate, really, in our faith about a move of God in our church. And it hit, it hit in 2014. In August of 2014, I was in South Africa and I was getting ready to speak to some pastors the next day. This was the last of our two weeks there. And I was just, I'd just gone before the Lord and I said, Lord, what do you want me to say to these pastors? And you know, I had notes. I brought things with me, but it just didn't seem right. And the Lord spoke a word to me like he's never spoken a word to me. He said, I want my church back. He said, you tell them, I want signs, wonders, miracles, demonstrations of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. I want that back in my church again. It belongs to Jesus. It does. It does. And so we came back from that trip in that August of 2014. And Terry and I have just been pressing into this and pressing into this. By the time we got back, a move of God had already started. And Gloria, here we are at the time of this broadcast. we're, We're into now 2016 and the move of God has not let up. It has continued. And our service just last Sunday, our service went three hours. We had manifestations of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We laid hands on the sick. We worshiped God. We preached the word. I mean, this thing went on for three hours. And the people just stayed right where they were. Well, one of the things about it, though, is that the Lord instructed me to take the clock down. So there is no clock. Oh, that's neat. There is no clock. That was a brave step. Well, that's what he said to me. He said, take the clock down. And I, the day that I took the clock down, 
Gloria, I, it's hard to describe the relief that I felt on the inside when we, when they, the pressure, the pressure, pressure was gone of a clock. because for 23 years, basically I had, I had lived by a clock yeah. telling me when to stop. And the Lord said to me, after we took the clock down, he spoke up inside of me and he said, now I can train you when I want the service to be over. Okay. I want to tell you what to do. I want to tell you when to lay hands on the sick. I want to tell you how to do this. And Gloria, we've just had a continual move of God. All that to say, we've been persistent about it for all these years. Amen. We've been seeing a time when this, is, when this was going to happen, that we were going to see revival break out in our church. And it just seemed like there were times when I got discouraged and it just seemed like it wasn't working and the numbers started going down, but we just stayed with it and we stayed with it. And now we are enjoying the fruit of persistent faith. It's happening. It's on. And the same thing will happen to you if you're persistent in faith. And I want to take a look at this example. I got a book title for you. Oh, we've got a book title. Tell me what the book title is. The Day the Clock Came Down. (laughs) (laughs) Everything changed. The Day the Clock Came came down. Down. Wow. Wow. That's exciting. And you know, it's really, it's really wonderful to be able to do that when we have a guest speaker that comes in and they'll say, when do you, when do you want me to quit? And we'll tell them we have no clock. We have no clock. And we just opened ourselves. But let's take a look at this, Gloria, and let's go back to our first page. There you are. Luke chapter 18. I want to talk to you today. We want to talk to you about persistence in faith. It says, okay. It says in verse one, um, and I'm reading to you from the Amplified Translation. We're using the Amplified on this one. So it's, Let me get my Amplified. It's, uh, it's there on your page, too, if you want to follow. Oh, okay. I'll use that. <clears throat> so it says, Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, oh, yeah, faint, like lose heart, or give up. So that's an instruction to us right there, Gloria, that we are to not give up. Vital. That's it vital. is vital. It you is. know, sometimes it takes people years to get, like, say, the financial condition they're right. in right now, right. borrowed money and all right. that stuff, and they want out in two weeks. Yeah. It's just probably not. It could happen. It could. But however long it takes, you have to stay with it. One of the things that Terry and I learned about this was the, the house, we bought a house from your sister, and we had it, we renovated the house. We were going through, we wanted to yeah. enlarge some things. Anyway, Gloria, we did it by faith, and we did it by cash. And it took five years to do it. And there would be times when we go over to the house and those same, the same uh, beams were still there that were there the last, the framing was still there on that room that was there last week and the week before. And we just had to keep ourselves stirred up. But you know something? As we did that, there was a momentum that built and the money started coming in and it started flowing. And I'm so excited that we, we actually, the Lord told us and the house wasn't totally finished, but the Lord said, it's time for you to take the ground, move in. Think about move this, in. though. How long would it have taken you to pay it off if you'd have borrowed the money? We'd be paying right now <laughs> and on into, and, and you know. It, it, it would be lots more money. But I think about that. Now, we've been in that house for 10 years, and I walk around that house, especially on Saturdays when I'm getting ready for church, and I just thank God I'm living oh, in a debt-free I know house. How you feel. And it's a beautiful home, and it's, it's just... The Lord did that, 
But we had to be persistent. At times when I wanted to give up, Terry would be persistent and she'd be the bulldog in it. When she wanted to give up, I'd be the bulldog in it. That's when why we... they came out of the ark two by two. <laughs> <laughs> we need That's two right, together. That's right, Gloria. That's exactly right. That's two right. by two. Uh-huh. And when Terry and I both would get discouraged, we'd call Brother Copeland. And he'd say, oh, kids, just roll the care of that onto the Lord. He was so good to us during those times, especially when we were, you know, around the third year. We're still living in a rental property and we're renovating the house. It takes patience. It does. Well, you know what the Bible says. Let patience have her perfect perfect work. Perfect work. That's the way you get things perfected. And he said to us, and this will be an encouragement to you, that in the midst of all of that, I remember we called Brother Copeland one day and we just told him that we're still standing through this. He says, kids, you need to look at the progress you've made. Look at the progress you've made. See how far you've come and yeah. don't give up. Don't quit That's on this. Right. And I remember the day that we, we moved into the house. It wasn't totally finished. We moved into that house. Terry had a, a preaching trip that she did in that December of that year. Kelly, who at that time lived right around the corner mm-hmm. from us, she came and got all of our Christmas stuff up and she put up all the Christmas for us. When Terry came home, Christmas was up in it's her new Christmas house. Christmas time. And it just was such an encouragement to us. But we had to be persistent. We couldn't give up. We had to keep going. And that's what the scripture says. Do not turn coward, faint, lose heart, or give up. You cannot give up on your faith. You cannot quit on your faith. In verse 2, let's look at this. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither reverenced or feared God nor respected or considered man. Verse 3. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, protect and defend and give me justice against my adversary. The New Living Translation there says she came to him repeatedly. Now, what we're talking about here, Gloria, is persistence. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. And that's what, when when we're talking about coming to God repeatedly, We're not talking necessarily about coming to God, asking Him the same thing over and over again. No, what we're talking about is not not laying aside our profession of faith, that we say it, we declare it. There are things that Terry and I say every single morning. We declare the glory of the Lord over our day. We say that we, we are expecting our greatest blessing ever today because great grace is upon us all. And we go through, we, we, we speak over our physical bodies. We talk about our finances and we say that and we say it yep. and we declare it and we declare it. And you know what that does? It puts pressure on the devil. Right. It takes the pressure off of us. And it puts the pressure on the devil. Prepares your path too. It sets. That's right. And the last thing, the last thing I normally say when we're making our confession and our declaration every day is that our steps are ordered, ordered of the Lord. Yeah, by the Lord. And that we a de- good man's steps. A are good man's ste- a, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And I also say that we declare the end from the beginning oh, of this good. day. That's good. And, and it works, it doesn't works. it, George? It works, but you have to be persistent about it. Yeah. You can't do it for a while and then say, oh, well, I don't want to do this anymore. No, you have to do it. You have to do it every single day because there are going to be opportunities that will come to you, whether there are, there are world-shattering events that take place or things that go on in your family. You have to stay strong. And that's one of the things that Terry and I say every day. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You're walking by faith and not by sight. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what you're doing. And, and we, are, we are persistent. Now, and in, you're verse, in verse 
4, we are blessed, glory, we are blessed. In verse 4, it says, and for a time he would not, talking about defending her. But later he said to himself, though I have neither reverence or fear for God, nor respect or consideration for man. Uh, he says, yet because this widow, verse 5, continues to bother me, I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continual coming, or at the last she come and rail, me, rail on me or assault or strangle me. He wanted rid of that woman. He wanted rid of that woman. Cough. I like the New Living Translation of this. It said, this woman is driving me crazy. That's it. Did it. That's the new living. That's the new living. Well, this woman is driving me crazy. Let me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out by her constant requests. Now, listen to That's this statement. This is a statement that the Lord gave me. Persistence wear, wears down resistance. That's right. Persistence, Persistence wears down resistance. That's right. And we have to decide who's going to wear down. Is it the devil that's going to wear us down with persistence? Or are we going to wear him down? Are we going to wear the situation down and take command of it? Is it our circumstances <clears throat> that are going to mm-hmm. change? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to change? That's right. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. And he said, this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice. She's wearing me out by her constant request. What happens is when we confess the word, declare the word, stand on the word, believe the word, we are resisting the devil. That's right. It says resist, resist the devil and he will flee. One translation says he'll flee from you in yeah, stark in terror. terror. Yeah. So we have to be persistent in this. And in verse 6 it says, Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust sa- just judge says. <laughs> verse 7, And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, yes, who cried to him God. night and day? Will he defer them or delay in helping on their behalf? Now that word crying there night and day, that doesn't mean, oh God, oh God, you got to help me. You got to help me with this. No, that crying out is speaking the word by crying faith. Crying out in faith. In faith. Yes. Amen. In faith. Lord, we thank you right now. You are the provider. You are the supplier. Crying out you the are the one. That's right. You are the healer. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am whole. I am delivered. Now, what am I doing? I'm demonstrating persistence right there. Yeah. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what is going on, faith is not moved by what it sees. Faith is not dictated to by what it sees. You dictate to the situation by your constant persistence in the word of God. And I, I, and I look back at certain situations that have gone here, times that we've been in, in financial, uh, got behind in our finances. And Gloria, honestly, I wasted a lot of time at night, not sleeping, (laughs) walking the floor, worrying about it. And, you know, eventually the Lord would just really get a hold of me and I get back on my faith about it. And now I know, now I know that, that when we run into a, a situation that we, we automatically kick that faith into gear. Right. We get persistent about it. We've been persistent about the church's income over the last few years because we reached a, 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 a level, plateau. a cap. We reached, reached a plateau and we would just declare the word. Terry and I, our staff, we would declare the word. We were persistent with it. And what happened was, and in the year of 20, in the year of 2015, we, we, we are 
47% ahead of where we were in 2014. Wow, that's awesome. It's miraculous. Praise It's God. miraculous. That is. But we'd that gone is. down in, in 2007 and just kind of, it was just, but we were persistent, Gloria. We didn't give up. We continued to declare the word and we had a breakthrough. Amen. We had a breakthrough. And we're having breakthroughs in this ministry. We're believing God. We're believing God. Uh, Brother Copeland has declared over us. We're believing for we're believing for an income of three hundred million dollars a year. The church runs about ten percent of the the ministry. So we're hooking our faith up. We're believing for thirty million dollars of that. What are we doing? We are persistent with it. It does not matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people, Pastor, are in your church. Believe God for the wealth transfer. Stop standing in your pulpit and counting the heads and figuring up how much each one is going to give. Forget that. That's ridiculous. You need to move on over into the supernatural and be persistent about it and stand on the word. And all of us need to do that. And so verse eight, I'm going to finish up with verse eight. It says, I tell you, God will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the son of man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? I say yes. I say yes too. I say yes, Gloria. There will be persistence. There will be persistence. George and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.